I'm glad to be back, and I want to do a little bit of shouting because I don't think we've done it in a little bit. So, what do we do? We love God and we love others. And what do we say? I love God and I love, I love you. you. Fantastic. Welcome to church today. Thank you for taking about an hour and a half of your week and saying, I want to dedicate it to God. I want to put this time where I'm going to go meet with other believers intentionally. I know it's hard to get up. I know it's hard to drive down. And, uh, but I appreciate that you would be here both in person and for those of you that are joining us online who couldn't make it down in person. So thank you for setting that as a priority. That's critically important in our spiritual lives. I know it may not seem like it. Maybe you come to church, I go pretty regularly and that kind of stuff. But being at church with a community, worshiping together, hearing God's word, taking communion, uh, participating in giving, that is so critical for, for our Christian lives, that we continue to meet together and grow as the Spirit is guiding us. And, and so I want to welcome you today uh, to our church. Thanks for coming. Thanks for letting us be part of your family and you part of our family. We're beginning this uh, series on the Holy Spirit, and it's only three weeks, which is pretty crazy because the Holy Spirit is the third person of the triune God, and we're going to try to like do everything about the Holy Spirit in three weeks, and of course that would be impossible. But what we're going to do over three weeks is just try to highlight a couple of what we think are critical things for you to understand about who the Holy Spirit is and how he is working in our lives. And today I want to tie it into a particular interaction that the Holy Spirit has with us as believers. Now, the Holy Spirit does, does work in non-believers. The Holy Spirit is active in speaking to, to, to those who are not Christians. But today is really for those people who say, I've accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as my Savior, and how will the Holy Spirit work in me after that moment? And so if you're not a believer, just uh, say yes to Jesus Christ, and you can participate in all that you'll hear this morning. And so it's sort of like when you say yes to Jesus, these things are going to be available. And so I want to talk about one particular aspect of the Holy Spirit in interaction with us as believers, and it's this. The Holy Spirit is our helper. That's uh, today's phrase that pays. The Holy Spirit is our helper. And I know it sounds a little bit like a VBS topic, right? The Holy Spirit is our helper, uh, which, may think you may, which may make you think that it's a little bit juvenile or or perhaps it's a little simple just to say, the Holy Spirit is my helper. But, but I would not confuse something that's powerful with something that's simple. Simple can be powerful as well. When you tell someone, I love you, there's not a more simple phrase. But in all of humanity, there's not a more powerful phrase. So let's not confuse simplicity with, with weakness. And so our phrase today is, the Holy Spirit is our helper. And we're going to hang on to this biblical truth. And it's found first in Romans chapter 8, verse 26. Look at quite simply here. It says, in the same way, the Spirit, Holy Spirit, helps us in our weakness. And it's going to go on in the next verse to tell us like a specific example of how the Holy Spirit does that, and we'll get to that in a second. But I want to pause here and say that this is left general on purpose. The Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness, and he's talking about believers Unfortunately, this isn't for non-believers. They don't have the Holy Spirit dwelling in them, and the Holy Spirit does not work with non-believers in the same way he works with believers. But when you say yes to Jesus, God promises the Spirit to come inside of you spiritually and to walk with you spiritually. And the Bible says that, that the Spirit helps us in our, in our weakness. And this is fantastic news if you're anything like me, because I have a lot of weak moments. I have a lot of weaknesses in my life, a lot of weak areas in my life. And so when the Bible tells me that, that the, the God of the universe 
will send his spirit to help me in my weakness, I'm really excited because I got a lot of those. That means the spirit's going to be with me all the time in all sorts of weaknesses. It's super comforting to know that as a believer, I don't have to be perfect and I don't have to be strong and I don't have to have it all together because the Holy Spirit will help me in my weakness. I love the the Greek word for this. Uh, The Greek word is literally a translation of two words, and it means to take hold of at the side. So the word help means to take hold of at the side. And I was sort of thinking about it, and and I love the imagery of this word, to take hold of at the side. I I, I first think of like this kind of military, I think I have a picture here, of of someone in the military who gets injured, and someone comes alongside of them. They they take hold of them at the side, or or, or maybe... uh, if you've seen, there's multiple of those uh, where someone gets hurt in athletics and someone comes alongside and helps them finish the race. They take hold of them at the side or, or maybe someone is hurting and, and their friend comes alongside of them and they put their arm around them and they, they take hold of them at the side. Maybe there's a physical deformity or deficiency. They're blind and someone comes alongside, take hold of them at the side to help them to come alongside to help. And I, and I love that. That whether you're injured or hurt or troubled or having difficulty or having tragedy or, or having any of these things that would necessitate someone to come alongside and, and grab you by the side and, and hold you along your side, the Spirit does that. The Spirit takes hold of us alongside and He gives us help to continue on. He helps us if if we're in difficulty in life, if we've been injured or harmed, when our soul aches and we feel like we can't go on, the Holy Spirit comes along and holds us on our side. There are all sorts of injuries that come in life, some literal physical maladies and, and some that are inside and harder to see. And the Holy Spirit comes alongside to help in each of those situations. When I, when I was younger, a, a, I faced a bunch of difficult stuff in life before I uh, was in junior high. From that time, I was eight to junior high. whole bunch of difficult life circumstances, tragedies and difficulty. My, my little brother died, and then my parents got divorced, and then uh, we were thrown into poverty, and then, then I faced some abuse from some church leaders. By the time I get to junior high, I'm a really damaged person, injured and lost inside, broken and hurting. And and when I met Jesus, things changed. But not everything was fixed in that moment. Yeah, my my soul was free. My, My eternity was secured. But there was still a lot of brokenness inside. There was still a lot of harm and and damage, and injury. And during that time, the the Holy Spirit walked with me after my soul was saved and came alongside. And sometimes I think he carried me more than he walked with me. And he began to work inside as he walked next to me to bring help and healing until those inner wounds started to mend. And it's a long process. But from the moment I said yes to Jesus, I knew that I was never alone. I was never walking in this ache by myself. The Holy Spirit came alongside 
and walk with me. So the Holy Spirit not only does it when we're injured, but the Holy Spirit takes hold of us at the side when we're trying to do something scary. When I was in high school, I wanted to go parachuting. So I uh, went out to Hemet or one of these places where they do that, and it's a little bootleggy, you know, but they're going to take you over the plane, and you're going to jump out. And so I went through this uh, skydiving class, and, and uh, a- after you go through the class, it's like six-hour training. They say, okay, you're going to get to jump, but your first jump, you, you'd, we don't want to just push you out, and like you have to try to remember everything to do because you've got to watch your altimeter. You've got to make sure to pull the cord or you flat on the ground, you know, this kind of stuff. And so, like, I'm going to do this scary thing, but they say, you know, when you jump out, the instructor will jump with you, and they'll hold you here, and they'll hold you here. They'll hold you on the side as you do something scary to make sure that you're okay. Sort of like this, there's a picture of it here that I have. This is what, that is not me. I was 16. I didn't realize. They said, you can't jump after I took the six-hour course, and they said, you're too young to jump. And I was like, what? <laughs> ah. So this is the pretend me. That, that's what it would have looked like had I gone that day. I went back and I did a tandem jump where someone's attached to you, but a little bit less cool, <laughs> just saying. Um, and now I'm too scared to do it because I got old. <laughs> but that's what the Holy Spirit does. Maybe, you're, maybe God's asking you to do something scary. The Holy Spirit will come alongside you and say, oh, that's all right, just jump, and I got you. If you forget to pull the cord, I'll pull it for you. If you forget to look at the altimeter, I'll help you. If you're going to face something scary, maybe God's asking you, like the mission team come back, they're talking about missions, and you heard God say to you, maybe you should go, and you're like, nope. Maybe God's asking you to do something scary. But don't worry, if you do that something scary for God, he's going to be right there with you. Maybe, maybe God's calling you to change careers, and you're like, I'm in my late 30s, early 40s. Change careers, God? Maybe God's asking you to start a business, a business that you always sort of thought about, but never thought you could do. Ah, oh, scary. But what about, and you have all these questions, these ifs and wonders. Ah, it's not safe. God's calling you to do it. He says, when we jump out of the plane, don't worry. I got you by the side if you're going to face something scary. Maybe, maybe God's calling you to work with the youth group. Oh, man, that could be scary. Or even worse, like working with the toddlers. That's terrifying. Maybe God's asking you to do that. But he says, if you listen to my call, I will be going with you. I'll have you right there in whatever scary moments that you face. Before I became a pastor of GRC, I made a decision to leave a church that I had founded and I had served at for the majority of my adult life, almost 17 years. And I was scared because I, I was called to be a pastor in 1991, 92, right then. And I had pastored every day since then. And this was the first time that I was going to quit church. And I said, God, are you going to let me pastor again? What am I doing? I'm like 43 years old. Uh, I'm just going to be a teacher. But I, teaching is cool, but I don't want to just be a teacher. God, will you give another opportunity? And God, will that opportunity be in another state? I mean, will it be in another country? Am I going to have to like, learn a foreign language like, to do this? It was terrifying. But I knew that that's what God wanted for me. And so as I stepped out and said, okay, God, I'm going to step away from this place and st- see what you have for me. Maybe, God, we're going somewhere exotic. We're going somewhere crazy. We might move our whole family to a different state, maybe like Wyoming. I don't even have a belt buckle. I never rode a horse. I don't know what to do, God. But I stepped out because I knew the Holy Spirit was there holding my side and I wouldn't fall. 
And he called me all the way to Irvine from Fullerton. I had to learn a new language again, lawyer and doctor speak. You know, I was working with gangs before that, and so not a lot about ODing and heroin and jail time here, but, you know, the Spirit had me the whole time. And so I, I was scared, but, but I was confident because I knew. It's like that parachute jump. He's got me. The Holy Spirit will take hold of us at the side when we need empowerment. When you need spiritual support, when maybe your soul is at this place where, God, I just need your input in me. And it's sort of like this picture. The Holy Spirit will come alongside when you need empowerment. Do we have that one? That's our prayer picture there? Yeah, that one. Now when I get to be the Holy Spirit, you know, come alongside this young person. See, the Spirit brings side-by-side spiritual support. Have you ever felt weak or powerless? Maybe you've been unable to be the person that you want to be. Maybe you're unable to do the things that God wants you to do. Maybe it's been really hard to let go of your temper. Maybe it's been really hard to let go of your drinking. Maybe like, ah, you struggle over and over and over and over, and you just continue to be impatient, and you know God wants you to change it. And the Holy Spirit comes alongside, and he gives you power and strength to do the things of God. He'll come alongside and he'll wrap his arm right around you and say, you got this, I'm with you. I'll give you strength to overcome the things that you didn't think that you could overcome. The habits or the troubles or the sins that you thought that you couldn't release, I'll help you release. I dropped out of UCI my sophomore year. I was trying to follow God and I thought it was the right decision at the time. But as I tried to follow God, I really felt powerless to do so. And so I started to pray and pray and pray. And for a year, I was asking God, God, what do you want? What do you want? And God started to say to me that he wanted me to become a pastor. But I knew I wasn't qualified. I, I knew I wasn't good enough. I knew I didn't have what it takes. I saw those pastors. They're so good. They're so, like, smart and amazing and, and likable and, like, everything that I wasn't. And I said, God, if that's what you want, though, the Holy Spirit came and reminded me, if you do what I want, then I'll be with you. And I said, okay, God, I'll do what you want. And the Holy Spirit came alongside me from that moment that I chose God's path. And, and he has and was then faithful to come alongside of me. Now I've been a pastor for 31 years. And it's just as true today as it was then that I don't got what it takes. (laughs) I'm not good enough to be a pastor. I'm not anything like the other guys who are like, God, it's good, they're so good, and they're so amazing. But I'm empowered by the Holy Spirit, and he is faithful. Power, the Holy Spirit comes, gives us power in our weakness, power to do the right thing, power to follow God fully. Holy Spirit brings power when we pray. He even helps when we don't know how to pray. The second part of that, the verse that we started with was, we don't know how we ought to pray or what we ought to pray for. And the Spirit himself, this is Romans 8, 26, he intercedes for us through wordless groans. And he, and he, he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. He helps us when we don't even know how to pray. 
And I don't know what decision to make. God, I don't know if I should do this scary thing. I don't know how to change. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know so many things. And that's okay because the Holy Spirit says, I will come and I will help interpret, you know, your dumbness to God, right? Like, I'm like, God, I don't know. He's like, what he means is he wants to follow you, but he doesn't know how. The Holy Spirit comes when, when we don't know how to pray. When you have a, a sick person, and, and then maybe it's your grandma, and she's like 95, and like, she's sick, of course, because she's really old. And like, do I pray that she lives longer, or do I pray that she, she goes and be with the Lord because she's hurting? Like, I don't know how to pray. God, and so I'm just going give, to give that to you. I don't know what to say. Someone's kid is sick. I, I don't know what to say. God, would you, Spirit, help me? I, I want to pray for them. Would you, would you even translate the feeling of my heart so that it makes sense in a request to the God of the universe? I'd like to highlight one other specific example of how the Holy Spirit helps us. It comes in John 14. Jesus says, For the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, He's going to teach you all things, and he's going to remind you of everything that I, I've said to you. So here we see the, the, the Holy Spirit comes alongside to teach us about God, about righteousness, life, calling, what to do next. But I especially love the second part, that, that he says the Holy Spirit will remind you of everything that I've said, to remind us. Now, most of us here this morning, we've been believers for quite some time, and uh, and we've accumulated a lot of information about God and what he wants for our lives and what he wants from us, but yet we often forget and we fall back into the, into the worldly patterns that we used to have. So the Spirit reminds us of the things that Jesus taught, reminds us that Jesus says, I'm the bread of life, I am living water, come to me, I love you, I died for you. The Holy Spirit reminds you that you were created on purpose with a purpose, the Spirit reminds you that you are valuable and you are a called child of God. Reminds you to flee from evil and embrace righteousness. And you're like, I knew all these ones. I know them all week. Yet the Spirit reminds me of it. Reminds, me, reminds you that, that God loves you more than even you can imagine. Now I know that I need reminders. My, my office computer is, is littered with post-it notes. So... I don't work well at the digital reminders because they never seem to work for me. So I write them on post-it notes and then I put them at the bottom of my screen and 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 then the side of my screen and the side of my screen. And so sometimes my office has all these post-its over and it looks like, like one of those like disturbed persons who has like all these pictures and like strings going everywhere, conspiracy people. Like it kind of looks like that, but I'm probably okay. <laughs> but I need reminders. I... I I forget all the time. That's why often I pray with a prayer list because I don't want to leave any of you folks out as I'm praying all week. I pray with a photo log because like, who's that person? Oh, there they are again. Let me pray for their face. You know, really helps me because I, I need reminders in life. We need reminders. And the, the Holy Spirit comes alongside each of us and he, and he pokes us in the ribs like during your week. And he'll be like, hey, hey, remember to do this. Remember what you ought to be doing. Pokes you about, hey, did you give that tithe yet? I'm getting to it. <laughs> Pokes you in the rib. Hey, did you read the Bible? I'm also getting to that. Hey, did you pray? He's poking you in the ribs to pray. Poking you 
to, in the ribs to share love with that unlovable coworker. Ooh, I knew that one, but ooh, do I have to? Ah, okay, 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 Holy Spirit, I hear your reminder. Folks, you to invite that friend to youth group, or if you're in the adult congregation, to invite that friend to come to church. And here's how it is. You're sitting there, and you weren't thinking about it, and then in your brain you hear, you should invite them to church. You go, ooh. Mm, but they might, but da, da, da. that's the Holy Spirit like poking you, like, right? Mm, did you read your Bible today? Oh, um, uh, yeah, yeah, that's how that Holy Spirit poke feels. Maybe a little twinge of guilt, a little bit of, like, oh, you weren't thinking about it, and yet it pops into your mind. Don't ignore those. That's the Holy Spirit reminding you. That's what his job, one of his helps for us, is he helps remind us of the good things that we know God wants for us and from us. Maybe he po- pokes you to put the phone down and Be present with those that are with you. Maybe close that app or exit that site that maybe you knew you shouldn't have been on. The Spirit helps remind us of better things, of the things of God. You know, I want to know something that's super cool that I love about God and the Bible, that, that God calls us to imitate the Holy Spirit, not replace him, but to copy him. In Galatians 6, it says this. It says, carry each other's burdens, and in this way you fulfill the law of Christ. So the Bible says, just like the Holy Spirit comes alongside and walks with you, then the Bible says you get to go do that for other people. You get to follow the Holy Spirit's example by bearing one another's burdens, by coming alongside others in times of distress and need. Maybe maybe they're hurting, and you notice it. Then you can provide a meal or a ride or Or maybe you just sit quietly with them so that they know they're not alone. Maybe you follow the Spirit's example by coming alongside others to encourage them to follow God's dream for them, not settle for the world's mediocrity. Challenging them, praying for them, cheering for them, following up and like, oh, did you do it? Were you able to? That you are copying the Holy Spirit by coming alongside someone and encouraging them to step out in faith in the areas of life that they need some encouragement. Be there both in that tragedy and in the triumph. I guess that's this way and this way. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. Follow the Spirit's example in coming alongside others in prayer. I can't count the number of times that I have been encouraged by people who have come alongside me and just prayed for me. It doesn't need to be a big gesture or even noticed by anyone. But time and time again, other people have copied the Holy Spirit and physically become what the Holy Spirit does spiritually to me. I was thinking about uh, our time in Thailand. We've been back a couple of of weeks now. And uh, a year ago, uh, when I was in one of the villages, I got to share Jesus with a bunch of kids. And 18 uh, people that were uh, adults to children... 18 people accepted Christ as their Savior. And then uh, this time when we went back, uh, I was able to, I was like sort of Paul saying like, well, I wonder how their faith was. You know, I hope that your faith remains strong. Paul has these like letters where he writes to the churches. And uh, I sort of felt like that. And when I came back, and many of them were still walking with the Lord strong. And and, uh, we got the opportunity to baptize 12 people from adult person all the way to the age of uh, 10. And it was so cool to be part of that, like walking alongside of them, walking alongside of their spiritual journey. But then as a team, uh, our team got to take about 10 of them uh, who were involved with the, the soccer club, uh, take 10 of them to go to this pizza place and like 
so very American, like pizza and smoothie after soccer, right? So this pizza place with smoothies and that kind of stuff, I took 10 of these like, teenage boys there. And after dinner, though, uh, something really powerful happened. We had this chance to pray for them one-on-one, uh, for us in English and then in, them in Thai. And normally it's done like a group prayer, someone kind of prays that. But this time we said, let's go every single one person to one person. You grab a kid if you're a missionary there, and you just pray for that person in English, and that kid is going to pray for you in Thai. Because all these 10 kids had become baptized, or they had become believers the year before, and they were baptized that day, and sort of it was a celebration of their baptism, and that they're Christians, and we were saying, like, look, you can pray for people. As a Christian, you have the power to go before God and bless them in prayer, even if you're younger than them. And so we had someone like Yuli, who's a little less young, <laughs> praying for someone who's like a, an 11-year-old. And then that 11-year-old turns around and prays in Thai over him. Now, Yuli doesn't understand, but luckily, the, what the Holy Spirit interprets Languages, right, for God, and so God understood all of it. And that's just this really powerful moment that, that we get to imitate the Holy Spirit by coming alongside it. And those were done like, you know, it looked just like that come alongside. I think that picture that was of me earlier was during that time where I was praying for that kid, Chen. So powerful that we get to imitate and copy the Holy Spirit as we come alongside others and pray for them. We came alongside the believers there and encouraged them to continue to step out in faith and to live boldly for the Lord and and to continue to meet as a community and grow and and break bread and, and play games and read the word and worship. And we were able to come alongside and encourage them to keep doing that, just like the Holy Spirit does for each of us. We get to copy his ministry as we minister to other people. So powerful. Now, we're not replacing the Holy Spirit, but we get to work with Him. We get the privilege and opportunity to physically do for others what the Spirit supernaturally does for us. What a blessing. The bottom line, though, the Holy Spirit is here to help. Help us in difficulty, help us in triumph, help us to overcome. The Holy Spirit comes alongside and takes a hold of us. And so I'd like you to take a moment right now and and just quiet your mind and soul, and, and I want you to just say, like, maybe you've experienced the Holy Spirit work in this way, and maybe you haven't, but I want you just to say, God, Holy Spirit, would you come alongside me in whatever area you need? Maybe you have an area of change that you need. Maybe you have an area of injury still inside. Maybe, maybe you have something that you know what God wants to do, but it seems too big. It seems too spiritual. It seems too, like, unattainable. But you know God's calling to you. Would you just take this time and invite the Holy Spirit to wrap his arm around you? And would you just visualize the Holy Spirit coming next to you because he is always with you and he will always help you in an individual, personal way that you need this morning. I want to invite you into that supernatural, holy space where you sense the Spirit walking alongside you in whatever you way that you need right now. It's different for every one of us. But every one of us needs the help of the Holy Spirit in some way. So would you open up your heart and your soul to allow the Spirit to come minister to you right now, to feel His presence lifting you up, to holding on to you, encouraging you and walking with you.